and welcome to the RochdaleAFC.com podcast. My name is Dean, aka At the Peak, and I'm joined once again by Chaff. Chaff, how are you getting on, bud? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, not not bad. Looking forward to uh, some competitive football coming our way soon. Ryan, how about you, mate? Yeah, I'm all good. Same as you. Excited for the season now. Good stuff. I think. Uh, I think you two have got quite different opinions as to where Dale stands at the moment. But obviously, there's been quite a bit of news since the last time we spoke. There's been, I think, three signings. Um, there's been friendly games. There's been uh, news about season cards and how many were sold. So we'll get through all that today. And obviously, uh, we're hoping for a nice debate between you two that I can uh, enjoy and the listeners as well. So uh, let's start with the friendlies. Ryan, I think you were the only one who, who caught the Atherton game, the first game. Um, a comfortable win against quite poor opposition, but was there anything in particular that, that stood out for you in that game? Not really. I think it was a, a tough one to really make any judgement on. Um, other than getting a bit of fitness up, the players looked sharp um, to say it was a first game back for God knows how long. Um, a newbie, couple of good touches. Again, reluctant to, to really judge because of the opposition. But um, the thing that stood out to me more than anything was whenever they got the ball, regardless of where they were on the pitch, we didn't press. We sort of got back into shape and, and sort of sat in and, and let them have the ball. Um, but barring that, you know, three good goals and then the penalty. Um Decent performance to be to be fair against you know bad opposition, but uh, a decent run out for the lads. Yeah, and then it was um, sort of a similar story, wasn't it? The following weekend against Stockport, uh, I caught that one and um, it finished two 0 in the end. To be honest, I don't know about you, but I thought it probably could have been a little bit more. We were unlucky with a few attempts that hit the woodwork, and um, Bar could have had a couple more goals than he, than the one he got. Um, anything else that stood out from you in that game? No, but, I, well, I thought the, the improvement in performance from Everton to Stockport in such a short space of time was was impressive. Um, we looked even sharper. I thought we looked we looked good, comfortable on the ball. Um, I was a bit worried going into that one. I thought we'd be at a similar level, um, but we looked like a League One side playing a Northern a Conference team, so... Happy with that, kept the ball, well, created a lot of chances, didn't concede many chances. Um, so, yeah, couldn't run out again. Yeah, I was impressed as well with a couple of the youngsters, um, Mialkowski and, and Braley in, in particular Braille. in the second half. Yeah, both of them were excellent, weren't they? Um, Very good. And, and I was also impressed with the performance of, of Jimmy Ryan, who I think we'll probably come on to a little bit later. But, Chaff, you caught the game against Port Vale this weekend. Um, obviously not quite as positive a result with a 2-1 defeat. Um, were you impressed with the performance, though, or, or do you think there's still a lot of work to do before we get to the Huddersfield game this weekend? Uh, I do think there's a lot of work to do, but I thought we did quite well in midfield. Um, I thought Jimmy Ryan had a very good game. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a really important player for us this season. It looks like a lot's going to go through him. Everything's going to be started by him. Um, I thought Matt Lund looked a little bit off the pace, um, just just to single out a couple of players there. And the two mistakes from McNulty as well were poor, um, to give Paul Bell the two penalties. Um, but I'd have thought he probably wouldn't be a first-choice centre-back going into the season. I think McShane would probably get the nod over him. We lacked 
well, anything up front really. Tavares um, works hard, he's very skillful, but he's not a natural finisher. He's going to need 30 chances to score a couple of goals. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're very light up front. Matt Dolan, um a lot of running, a lot of endeavour, just not a lot else. Um, seems to... We were talking about it midweek and Ryan said he pulls defenders away and yeah, he does. But we don't seem to create an awful lot when he's in the side, I don't think. Um, so we're going to need more. The goalkeeper looked, quite, looked fine. He didn't have any chance with the penalties, obviously. Um, I thought McLaughlin looked okay. Um, it looks like he's going to go into the start. I don't want to jinx this, but he's going to go into the start of the season, which he didn't last year. Um, and yeah, I think I think we're quite a way away. But overall performance, it was okay. But there's a lot to do. I think going off that, but that's the only friendly I've seen. So maybe that's a bit harsh. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it, as we sort of touched on there with the difference between Atherton and Stockport, um, it was another sort of level against Port Vale, who've got some decent players and caused us problems at times. Um, I think just to, to touch on Tavares there, who you mentioned briefly, I, I think everyone was quite disappointed with his performances in the friendlies. There was a chance against Stockport, um, there was a brilliant ball from Ryan on the right-hand side and he just sort of got caught between two minds and you're thinking, if he buries it left-footed into the bottom corner, which he, he definitely should have done, um, then then maybe it would have given him a bit of a confidence boost. But he was a little bit better against Port Bailey, at least, like you say, Don was dragging players out of position and... I thought Tavares did the same in the first half, um, from what I saw anyway. Uh, and, and on Dunn, I would say, um, against Stockport, I was impressed with the same as Ryan, sort of the way he dragged defenders out. And although we're not creating a lot, I think that's more to do with the players that are around him. And I think if we can get someone with a little bit more experience alongside him, then they might be able to benefit from that, the way that Henderson did when the two of them played up front together um, for, a few, for a few games a few seasons back. Um, so we, I think we've, we mentioned all three of the signings uh, briefly there, but we'll start with um, Ryan McLaughlin, who's perhaps surprised a few fans in, in being uh, brought back to the club. Um, Ryan, you, you you were quite happy, weren't you, to see to see McLaughlin uh, return? Yeah, I was always. I think when we did the um, release players pod, I was saying I'd, I'd sign him up in a heartbeat. I think he's had his injury problems, yeah. Um, but are we going to get a right back with better quality than Ryan Lachlan? Absolutely not. Unless it's a loan player from a Premier League club. No, I think if he stays fit, and I, I hate keep saying that, but I think he'll be a massive player for us. I think we saw that on Saturday. Was it Saturday? I thought we were very good against Port Vale. Um, and it, it'll be vital for us for the season. I'm sure of it. He's, he's a very good player. Yeah, Chaff, I think you, you had a little bit more apprehension around this one, didn't you? Just just for the sheer amount of games that he has missed since joining us about 18 months ago, wasn't it, when he first came? Yeah, absolutely. It's And with Ryan, he's a very good player. He's a very, very good player. But you just can't rely on him to play the amount of games that, that you need him to play. Um, through no fault of his own, he just he, he can't. <laughs> he don't want to be injured all the time, but he is... Um, it just picks up injuries left, right, and then he had that foot problem, which 
I think um, people who I know who've had it have struggled with it for a long, long period of time. Um, he's, yeah, you just can't. For us to say that he's the best value for money option was alarming because in terms of value for money, we've never got that from him because he cost, I think he cost us money to sign him and then he'll have been on a fairly decent wage and it came as no surprise when he got released. He was every, he was pretty much the first player on everybody's release list um, when it came to the summer. So to bring him back, I was, I was very surprised. Um, but, and it's a, a big but, if you can get enough games out of him, then he's a very good player. Um, and yeah, it's we'll see. We'll have to see. I think um, I don't think he was the first player on the release list for me and Ryan because I think there was a certain striker who, who was heading that up. But yeah, I, there was definitely many fans who were sort of not glad to see the back of him. That's a little bit harsh, but sort of understood that why he was being released. Um, I suppose everyone was in the end, but but with McLaughlin's injury issues, I think um, like I agree with both of you in that he's clearly. He's clearly a, a strong player at League One level. He's clearly got quality on the ball, but I'm hoping that the club obviously have they have a better insight into the injury issues than we do, and hopefully he's over the worst of them now. And, and I don't think in the position that we're in um, that we would have taken a risk had we not been confident um, that that he was over the worst of that um, fitness issue. And I know that the, the foot issue it's one of those. I think when when it goes away. It's sort of gone for a while. Um, it can just sort of clear up out of nowhere. So hopefully that's what's happened. And and this season he'll be a really important player for us, which he, he hasn't quite been able to do um, in his first sort of season and a half with us. Um, the first signing that was made, though, was, was Alex Newby from um, Chorley. Ryan, he, he looks like a really exciting player, doesn't he, in these friendlies? Do you think he's going to be maybe seen as the replacement for Callum Camps as the creative force, as the tip of the diamond, perhaps? Potentially, yeah. I think he's certainly going to play in a similar position as Camps did. I think very different players um, in some ways, but very similar in others. He looks like he's he's going to get shots off. He's going to try and be creative. Um, he could take a free kick, as we've seen. I think he's hit the woodwork, scored one at Oldham. Um, looks a tidy footballer. Um, wants to, you know, create things and and do something special. Um, and yeah, excited to see what they can do in in the league. That's for sure. I think tough to really judge. I think we've touched on it before in a previous pod where we've seen the YouTube videos. We've now seen him against non-league and lower league opposition, and he looks decent. Scored a couple of goals. Um, so yeah, versatile forward player as well, but perhaps play as an eight, ten, even as a false nine, as we've seen. I think in a couple of our friendlies, um, yeah, positive sign from what I've seen, but reluctant to judge too much just yet. Yeah, and Chaff, do you think maybe part of that is the fact that we've maybe struggled sometimes with with non-league signings? Obviously, for every Scott Hogan, there's a, a Jordan Williams and a John Shaw, but obviously we're hoping he'll be more of a Hogan than a Shaw. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's difficult and probably a little bit unfair to compare uh, to previous signings uh, from non-league. I trust 
Brian Barry Murphy's um, sort of knowledge on on footballers and what makes them decent footballers, and he seems to rate Alex Newby very, very highly. They've been chasing him since before coronavirus hit, by all accounts. So, yeah, um, I only watched the, the friendly with Port Vale, as I've mentioned, but he did he did play quite well. I think he, at times he wanted a little bit too much time on the ball and got dispossessed, but at the same time, every attacking move seems to go through him as well. Um, he wants to run with the ball. Every time he gets the ball, he wants to run forward with it. Uh, and that can only be a good thing. He just needs the options ahead of him. Um, so obviously benefit us. Um, and it looks like he's going to be our main creative force. Um, so yeah, um, a replacement for camps is probably accurate, even though they're, they're, they're quite different players. And yeah, I expect quite a bit from him to be honest with you, this season. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of pressure on his shoulders as a, as a youngster, sort of, who hasn't really played in the football, but hasn't played in the Football League at all before. And the same could be said for uh, the new goalkeeper that we brought in on loan from Manchester City, Gavin Bazunu. Um, Chaff, you said he looked quite solid on uh, Saturday against Port Vale, but he's only 18. Is, is it asking a lot for him to sort of... Um, keep them out because we're going to be under pressure in a lot of games this season by the looks of things uh, yeah it's probably asking a lot he's probably going to be very busy um, and yeah it's asking a lot but he's come from a he's come from Manchester City he's not he's not wet behind the ears he's not he's come here because he's a very big talent and they need him to get men's football by the sounds of it he's very very highly rated um, by Manchester City by people who I know in Ireland, who obviously is, is very well regarded over in Ireland, um, and yeah, I think it's a lot's going to be expected of him. But Rob, Robert Sanchez wasn't exactly an experienced or very experienced keeper when he came to us last year. Um, he played a little bit in the football league with Forest Green, um, but that was about it. And yeah, I. I I've no worries having seen him against Port Vale that he's not going to be up to the task, I don't think. Um, I think if he can command his area, um, I think he's got a lot of natural ability. Uh, we can only hope that that shows because I think, like I said, he's going to be very busy. Yeah, and in the, in the game against Port Vale, obviously, um, Jay Lynch pulled off a unbelievable double save, didn't he, which might put him under a little bit of pressure as well, I'm sure, which might not be a bad thing. Ryan... Um, how are you feeling about this signing? Obviously, as Chaff touched on there, it looks really exciting, doesn't it, on paper? It seems that he's perhaps been fast-tracked a little bit by uh, the hierarchy at City since going there. I don't think they expected him to be quite as good as he has been, um, judging from, from the things I've read. And also, already made two uh, appearances for Ireland under-21s at the age of 18. It looks like a, a really positive signing, doesn't it? Very good signing, yeah. Um, I think... The fact that City bought him or signed him from Shamrock, um, he was playing the first team for them at 16, um, shows how highly City rate him already. Um, I know that they see him as a, a sort of third keeper, maybe fourth, um, certainly above Murich, who's been on loan at Forest and a couple of others, I think. Um, so, yeah, very 
very highly regarded at City, um, and I'm yeah very excited about it. Like you said, he's played at, at a decent level for teams much higher than his age. He was in the Champions League squad. I know that was to replace Sane, but that tells you what you need to know about him, I think, and, and what Pep Guardiola thinks of him. So, um, yeah, I think one thing I want to say on this one is I know that Rochdale were sort of top of the list in League 1 and League 2 for, for Bazunu, um, purely down to the fact that we play football and the style of play that, you know, that BBM wants to, to implement. Um, so that tells you all you need to know about what he's doing with Rochdale, the fact that City want to loan a player to us um, speaks volumes and, and perhaps um, give some of the boo boys and the, the Garrett forward lads a bit of a kick on the backside. Yeah, and on that, um, in the first half against Port Vale, I noticed a couple of times, obviously teams have started to cotton on a little bit to the fact that we're going to play it out from the back, but he had no problem in sort of pinging those balls over the press and into midfield. There was one pass in particular to Jimmy Ryan that was about 45 yards, absolutely inch perfect. So if you, if you can do that as well as playing out from the back out to the defenders when that option's on, then obviously it would be a, a really good addition for us in terms of the style we play with the ball as well as as, um, as keeping clean sheets and, and everything that comes with being a goalkeeper in a team that are likely to struggle towards the bottom of the table, which I think we all sort of agree is, is probably the likely outcome this season. Um, so that, that's the three players that we have got signed in um, Barry Murphy has, has made reference to the fact that he wants a few more Chaff um, it's pretty obvious where isn't it are we thinking left back and at least two forwards exactly yeah spot on um, we can't go into the season surely to God with the forward line that we've been playing in pre-season because it's just not it's nowhere near strong enough Um he must. He obviously knows what he needs. He'll obviously know that he needs a striker, and we are probably waiting for better deals. Um, but the I don't know. It's, the, the longer it goes on, the more worried I become. Um, but yeah, we definitely need two strikers. We definitely need a left back. Um, I think Jimmy Keowain's probably a solid enough back up in that position um, but we'll notice the difference if Keelan plays as to when Norrington Davis was there last season um, so yeah if we need a left back we need two strikers and that's an absolute minimum Yeah Ryan one left back who obviously was heavily linked um, was Caleb Richards who was on trial from Norwich you will have seen him play in those two friendlies that he performed in do you think there's Anything in particular that have made the club sort of decide against signing him? He didn't look too impressive from what I saw against Stockport, but then it's always hard to judge, isn't it, against weaker opposition? Yeah, to a certain extent. I think defensively he looked fine. Physically he looked fine, he looked quick, he looked strong. He's, you know, He looked like his positioning was really good. Um, but you touched on the lower opposition and he just didn't do anything that got you off your feet. He didn't make any sort of lung bursting runs down the down the wing, he didn't get in any kind of crossing position. Um he sort of got the ball and intended to go backwards. Um I also question I don't actually know the answer, is he right footed? I'm not um, sure to be honest. I I don't know either, but a lot of the time he'd cut back in and just 
pass it square or backwards, which I remember the first time I saw Norrington Davis, the first thing he did was put a ball on, put a cross on a plate for Henderson who headed it in. So, um, yeah, I think it's steady enough, but didn't do anything, didn't grasp the chance, um, I don't think. And Yeah, it's a tough one because he, he looked defensively sound against weaker opposition, but just didn't, didn't grab the shirt, I guess, and didn't do enough. Yeah, I think, as as we've all said there, really, um, I think the left-back position is one that we desperately need to improve on because, as you both say, Keoghan, he's, he's, he does a job. He'll, he'll fill in in a few different positions. He's a good player to have in the squad, but if we're going into the season with him as our first-choice left-back, then I think we're going to struggle down that side as well. Um, and I don't think I don't think it's realistic to replace Norrington Davies. Um, but if we can get a similar sort of player, then um, I think we'll be... A little bit stronger than we would be with Keohane there. Um, elsewhere around the club, um, it's been announced today that Dale has sold over a thousand um, season cards, uh, plus I think a, a few hundred of the Dale Family Rewards cards. Um, given that last season we sold at approximately 2,500 at around this stage, what are we thinking, boys? Are we thinking that that's perhaps par for the course, given everything that's happened uh, over the last few months, or... Or are we a little bit disappointed, Chaff? I'll come to you first. I think the club will be disappointed with that. Um, when I went for mine on the day that they went on sale, I queued up from ten past eight in the morning and didn't leave the club till well nearly dinner time. So going through that, I thought it would be a lot more sales. But evidently it wasn't. It took a few days for the Sandy Lane to sell out, for example. Um, so I think the club will be disappointed. I'm a little bit disappointed with that number. Um, but I don't know the reason why or what will be the reason will be for the lack of sales. I don't think necessarily it'll be the price increase. Um I don't think the chairman's statement the day before that the season tickets were announced helped, um, which was very negative. And yeah, maybe there's a lot of uncertainty around the whole COVID-19 protocol with regards to fans being in the stadium, people unsure of how it's going to work. Um, and maybe just like a little bit worried about the risk that they may be taking by going. But yeah, I think the club will be a little bit disappointed, if I'm honest. Um, but they're never going to say that, are they? Yeah, Ryan, there was a, a bit of dissent, wasn't there, as well, about the way that the tickets were being sold, obviously, um, with social distancing being applied and so many fans trying to get their tickets on the on the first couple of days of them being on sale. Um, what was your response to that? How did you feel about that, seeing that some some fans were were so disappointed with the lack of service, particularly I think on the on the phone, that they in the end decided perhaps it wasn't for them to get a season card this season. Tough one. Um I think the club could only do so much. I think it was announced um the day prior, I think that there'd be maybe one or two members of staff on the phone. Um so to expect to get through straight away on the first day is um, yeah, you'd be lucky. I think I 
Tried on my first day, didn't get through maybe 15 times and thought, I'll leave it for today. Tried again my next day, didn't get through. So I just left it a few days. Um, got through fine. Um, I think for people who were so disappointed, um, it's one of those where the club can, can never win, I guess. I think if we had a, you know, a ticket office that was, you know, you had 100 sales staff there, I'd understand the, the dismay. But everyone who's a Rochdale fan has seen the ticket office. Um, we know how many people work in it. So I've, you know, have a bit of realism, I guess. Um, but yeah, my, my experience when I got through, I think the level of service is always really good. I find once you get through when you speak to them, um, and I think with a thousand so far, I think they'll be disappointed, but it's not a bad amount given that there's only 1900 going on sale. Um, two weeks until, well, two and a half weeks until the first home game, probably a month until we can go into the ground. We'll see what happens. Payday for most people were last week. Might get a few more sales through the door, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, there's worse things going on in the world than not getting through on the phone for the first day. Yeah, I think some of the disappointment, though, is just that the phone system was a little bit out of date. It felt like um, people were just sort of uh, going through the motions with it in the end, and it was just a case of like ringing up constantly to the point where everyone had sort of better things to do. And I don't know about you, but it's very rare that if you're trying to buy something, um, from any anywhere, it, it's made quite as difficult as some people found it. So I can certainly understand the frustrations, and um, I'm just going to bring it back to you, Chaff, because I think you're a little bit more frustrated than Ryan with the state of the club at the moment. The fact that we haven't made as many signings as we were hoping for. You two were um, at loggerheads this weekend on the WhatsApp, which I was quite enjoying watching. So I just think. Uh, Everyone should hear sort of both sides of that story. So, how are you feeling towards the season at the minute, Chaffin? And um, where has this sort of negative uh, outlook come from? Right. First of all, I will say this: I'm negative at the beginning of every <laughs> single football league season. I'm just a little bit more negative this time because I look at the squad and hand on heart, apart from maybe the Steve Air. Era, I don't think we're as underprepared to start a football season. In the 30 years I've been watching, I don't think we've been as underprepared to start as we are now. Obviously, this week we may see something. I don't know. I'm hoping so. Um, Fitz or Chris said that we're we're after three. He's his understanding that we're after three players. Um. I sincerely hope we're after three players and then some if we've not got the ability to bring those three in. Um, so, I don't know. It's, I just I, I just think we've been slow to react to everything that's going on and I know that the club are in a very difficult position. Like Accrington and the alt today went on Twitter just to put a few, um, a few tweets out there just basically sort of explaining the situation um, and I get it but I also think that even they're, they're in a better position than what we are they've not got as much work to do with their squad as what we have 
And he also said that they were definitely getting more players in, which I've not seen from the club. I mean, Brian Barry Murphy said, well, it must be two, three weeks ago now, that um, he was after six players, five or six players, and that they were behind in terms of preparation. And since then, we've not heard anything. We've seen McLaughlin come back and we've seen Pizzunu come in, but that's that's it and that's not going to, that's not enough to start the season, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very worried. If you ask me now where we finish the season, we finish bottom, probably down by March. Um, and hopefully, the, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Like I said, I'm negative every, every season. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't look good to me at all. Um, and I know Ryan's been telling me to show some patience. I'm not blessed with it. Um, I just want a sign. That, that Chris Fitzgerald, Fitz or Chris, is the only sign I've had to say that we're actually trying to bring players in. I've not seen... There's, there's, there's just been nothing. There's no, there's no genuine rumours. Um, <laughs> the one rumour that came out today off the EFL hub, our favourite people in the world said that Andy Tuck was going to come back. And I just thought, do you know what? <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't be the strangest thing in the world if he did, but it'd be part of the course for us, wouldn't it, at the minute? So, yeah, I'm not in a brilliant position um, in terms of my how I feel about Rochdale at the moment. I know it's a difficult situation. I just think we need to be doing more and we need to be pushing both out a little bit. I think that's um, a viewpoint that's shared by by quite a lot of the fans. Um, but Ryan, you, you're obviously feeling a little bit more positive. Do you want to maybe uh, produce a counter argument to, to what Chaff has said there? Um, it's tough because I'll start this off by saying there's absolutely no doubt, and I'm convinced that there's nobody in connection with Rochdale Football Club who doesn't know that we need a striker or two and a left back BBM will know it we all three of us know it there'll be 3,000 people who know it the board know it I just think with a situation we're in in terms of finances um, we can't get recruitment wrong this summer it's as simple as that we never really can but if we were to get recruitment wrong this summer it could genuinely probably cripple us. It'd be an expensive mistake to be paying someone for um, what would be nine, ten months um, for them to be, well, garbage. Um, I think there's a month left of a window, two weeks until a first league game. Not too fussed about our squad for this weekend um, as much as we want a cup run. Huddersfield's a tough ask. Um, we've got the Markham game next Tuesday. I think as long as we've got a couple of players in by next Saturday, the first league game, I'm comfortable. But I'm just willing to be patient until the window shuts because I think there's still four players that we released without clubs, as far as I'm aware, in Andrew, Wilbraham, Lillis, Gillen. Um, there'll be hundreds of players out there who still don't have a club. Um, the more this window goes on, 
for more worried they'll get and then be willing to to take a pay cut, particularly with the salary cap that was introduced. Um, I just think the longer it goes on, the better, the better position we're in. I think, yeah, we're going to two or three league games without you know, really strengthening. Yeah, fine, as long as we get the quality of player in. I'd much rather that than rush, um, bring in a Mickey Mouse striker from somewhere just because they're getting 20-odd replies to every tweet saying we need a striker. Um, I'd be, yeah, I'd be tearing my hair out of as a media officer. Um, it's just a tough one because everyone knows where we need to strengthen. I'd much rather do it with quality than rush it and get it wrong, particularly now. I'm like that every season, to be fair. Um but now more than ever, recruitment has to be right, both in terms of quality of the player and the deal that we get. So I just ask for patience. And if we get to the 2nd of October and we've not recruited anybody, then I'll fall my sword, hold my hands up, tell everyone a billy bullshitter and get on with it and get ready for League 2 next season. But I don't think that's going to be the case and I don't think we're a month away from a window shutting now is not the time to, to be panicking about it. There's plenty of time. It's the same boat for everybody. Yeah, there's teams recruited, but we don't know how well they've recruited. If they've got players in, but how good are those players? Nobody knows yet. They might be rubbish. Accrington might have brought in six or seven. Five of them might be rubbish. Um, as long as we bring in four or five players of good quality, then, then I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think, as as usual, I'm sort of somewhere in between the two of you. Um I'm definitely a, a lot closer to Chaff than, than yourself, though, Ryan. I'm not seeing any signs from the club that um, we're moving in the right direction towards this season. I think the signings we have made look OK, but at the same time, there are question marks over all three of them. I think any signings we make, there will be question marks over all three of them. Um, and I think over the course of the season, we'll find out, which is really, really easy to say now. But um, I'm not... Uh, I'm not as confident that we'll get those players um, that are going to give us the quality that we need to improve on last season because I think we need to improve if we're going to stay up this year. Um, I know a lot of teams have been weakened, obviously, but I think we've been weakened significantly um, in losing the players that we've lost, not only Camps and Henderson, but but obviously Sanchez and, and Norrington Davies and Matheson as well. Um and there won't be... Oh, well, we're not sure what will happen with Wigan and Charlton. I think both of them have still got quite a few good players on the books, so I can't see them quite being as bad as, as Bolton were. Um, and I don't think there'll be a team as bad as Southend were last season. And obviously there'll be four teams going down instead of three. So I do think we'll have to improve. And at the minute, I can't see how the squad is going to be in a better place than it was last season, um, even by the end of the transfer window. But... Um, being a little bit more positive, I think we were all quite happy with the uh, the new shirts, weren't we? So let's have a little uh, little chat about that because uh, Ryan, I, I know you're a big fan of the away shirt, which some people didn't seem to like, but but you've got your hands on one. Yeah, loved it. To be honest, very different, um, but I like all three kits. To be honest, um, the probably one I like the least is the home one. I think it was a bit too much black, but the away one. Love it. Um, love the colour. Love what we've done in terms of changing the sponsor colour and the badge to fit. Um, 
I just think it's it's lovely. Um, the shirt, anyway. I think since I've seen the kit, I'd question the socks. The socks look a different shade of of mint to the rest of the kit. But yeah, I'm a big fan, and sort of having City as a second club, I get. I guess I would do. <laughs> Yeah, I wondered whether that was maybe part of the reason why you liked it so much. But Chaff, are you a bit more of a fan of the third kit, which has proven to be really popular, hasn't it? Um, sort of a throwback to the, to the kit from the mid nineties that that was popular at the time as well. Yeah, I love it. To be perfectly honest with you, that third kit's brilliant. That that'd be the one that I'd buy uh, of all three. I, I'll be honest, I like all three. Um, the away kit, I was a little bit unsure when it was released. Um, or at least when the story came out on the official website with the pictures, I was a little bit unsure. I didn't know whether I, I hated it or I, I really liked it. But then I went into the club shop and I saw it actually there and it looks miles better than it did on the on the pictures that came out. So, yeah, all three kits are really good. I like the home kit. It's My worry was that the last two seasons we've had a home kit that's practically been the same. Um, and this one's quite a bit different to the to those two, and that's all I really wanted. Um, some people say there's too much black on it. I get that. Um, I think white shorts with black socks would help that. Um, but yeah, I think all three kits are really really good. Um, got my lad the green and black one. He loves it. I think it's really smart. I think it's. I was a bit worried when they said they was going to re- recreate a retro kit. I was a little bit worried. Of, like how close it would get to the original, but in fairness, it it looks absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, I'm really impressed with that green kit. I think that that'll get just as much wear. Out. I think we'll probably try and wear that as much as we do the the away kit, um, which can't be said for last season when we had that grey kit that was worn once maybe. Um, but yeah, all three kits are really good. Um, I think the club have done really well with that. Yeah, I agree, and I've given areas some stick in the past as well because I think they've been quite lazy in some of the kit choices. But um, yeah, I agree, all three are quite nice this year, and I agree that the home kit looks better. Um, I quite like that it's got a little bit more black. I even like the black shorts and socks. I just think the kit looks a little bit smarter when it's like that. So hopefully that's what we'll be wearing when the season kicks off. But I'm not actually sure because I think um, the black shorts and socks might have just been what was available when we had the kit launch so I'm not sure whether we'll actually end up playing with white shorts as, as normal but or blue but we'll see um, so time to finish off with uh, the little game again where I pick a, a former Dale match, a match from the past and then ask you two to um, name every player that played in it basically uh, I'm going to start with an apology to Ryan here because um, 1996 or no, no. well in the last game I said that you had lost when you said Pat McCourt, but uh, it was pointed out to me by Paul Hudson, who I'm sure will be listening in, that McCourt did actually come off the bench in that game at Wolves, and the source um, where I got the uh, the team news from was incorrect, um, but I was sent a photo of him playing and found another source that he was indeed, so I'm going to cancel Chat's win from the first week, call it nil-nil, I will go from here. Um, so the, the game of picks for this one is the uh, 0-0 draw with Gillingham in the playoffs in 2009 um, the first leg at Spotland so Ryan as uh, since I was apologising to you I'll let you go first 
So it's any player that was in the match day squad for Dale in that game. Um, Gary Jones. That's correct. Chaff? He's thrown me now because I can't even remember the game. Uh, Will Buckley. That's also correct. Ryan? Um, If it helps you to remember, um, the kit was the... the Blue and Blue. The blue and black stripe it's Nike kit, yeah. Right. Um, this is Clark Kelty. That is incorrect, I'm afraid. So, Chaff Jaff does get his point this week. Very easy work, <laughs> has to be said. Um, I'll just run through the team quickly if anyone was sort of playing along at home. It was Frank Fielding. Simon Ramsden, Tom Kennedy, Nathan Stanton, Rory McArdle, Adam Rundle, Gary Jones, Kieran Toner, Will Buckley, uh, sorry, LaFondra, and Thorpe, and then the substitutes were Joe Thompson, Chris Dagnall, Mark Jones, Marcus Holness, and John Shaw. So, 1-0 to Chaff, um, and we'll play that one next time, see if Ryan can bring himself level. Um, All that's left for me to say after that, though, is thanks for joining me, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. Sorry for that horrendous performance you threw me. <laughs> and cheers once again, Chaff. Thank you very much. I thought we get some news this week, and then I might be a little bit more positive on the next one. Fingers crossed, and hopefully a win or two by the time we speak to you again, and we'll all be feeling a lot more positive. Up the nail. <laughs> <laughs>